bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is kaiser so say they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoiled movie reviews hi welcome to another episode of spoiled movie reviews on the black guy who tips premium podcast network i'm your host rod joined by a very special guest today uh last time we had him on was uh uh middle of december for the first man review which we did get a comment on and i will respond to it after we do this review it's my man jl colvin what's going on oh nothing much happy new year thank you for having me feeling uh feeling better now like a weight's lifted off your shoulder now that you uh uh are off of facebook uh i i just feel it was uh, there was too much and i also feel like i'm one of those people like many people who it's you you find yourself checking your phone too much Mm -hmm. for facebook and then obviously the election stuff and then every every couple of months there'd be a new story about facebook like it turns out they were also having clan rallies to try and get likes and it's like okay zuckerberg and sandberg i'm done with you they no went doubt. to george soros's house and told him called him a dirty jew <laughs> they thought they'd get more likes and i was like okay enough right they're selling your information to pedophiles right. um but yeah so uh that's cool man um i did uh have um uh, uh, a facebook post as soon as you deleted your account about oh you know, uh, the you Dark know i was i did chris's podcast yesterday <laughs> and he he spilled the beans i knew somebody I, would <laughs> tell i said someone's gonna snitch and but it's out fine. respect i'm shocked that he's the only person who told me yeah someone said i know some <laughs> they said has anyone went on twitter to tell jl yet and i said um don't you fucking dare uh <laughs> and i knew somebody <laughs> would chris Chris did it in person, so he obeyed the letter of the law yeah. to not tell me on Twitter. <laughs> uh, you know, loose lips. Um, at any rate, man, uh, we're here actually to review uh, Roma um, by Alfonso. Uh, how do you say it? Quiron? It's, I think it's Quaron. 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 There you go. I don't know how to roll my R's. Um, he's the director and writer of it. Um, and it stars, uh, a lot of like Mexican people that I had not heard of, to be honest with you. Um, I think some of them are not at, like the lead actress, she auditioned, but she's not like an actress, although she's very good in it. And like the maid that plays her friend is just her friend from real life. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Your like lips, he uh, wanted that. He wanted that bond. Like he wanted mm. that sort of like, he just wants somebody who's actually your, like he, he was obviously going for a very authentic mm-hmm. kind of feel. And I think the lead actress is like, was cause I literally just read about this yesterday. Okay. Uh, like the New Yorker had a little piece about the woman and that she was i think she's got like her master's degree in education she's like a teacher or going to be a teacher and then just audition for this role shit well <laughs> um it does feel like authentic um yeah her name is Jalitza aparicio um and like i said the, I, I i highly doubt that that people know all of these actors unless they're like really heavy into like 
uh mexican films or something like right. that because it's not like like there was like this was uh steph curry from half court three like type of shot that he shot with this shit because he was like <laughs> yeah i'm not hiring anyone you guys know so uh go on netflix and watch it um all right so it is uh the story of a i think i think netflix gave him their blank check before he told them the movie they were like we can get the guy who did gravity give him 30 million dollars i don't care what he does and he's like uh, i hired some people off the street to play my nanny from a childhood <laughs> movie does that work and did i want to film it in the uh, check clear i want to film it in uh black and white um uh in the highest millimeter possible uh, it is some clear clear beautiful kind of crisp filmmaking yeah yeah oh for sure like i can't i can't even uh can't hate it all man i mean you can there's a you know like i said you can have some complaints about the film but i i feel like the beauty of it and how it looks that that's yeah. not even up for uh for debate um and uh, you guys may know his work from children of men which still has the most infamous like one shot uh <laughs> um uh scene the uh you know that kind of started the whole to me the one shot trend of like we got to show an action scene that takes probably two days to film but looks, right. looks cool as shit in, in the theater uh children of men was the first time i saw it uh and then everybody's kind of copied it since then i mean shout out to um uh, well, I wonder, I wonder if his cinematographer, because, and not to get too, but this is, you know, we're talking about this one movie. So, yeah. um, the guy who won cinematography three years in a row, I think his name is Emmanuel Lubitsky or something like that. Mm. He won for Gravity, then he won for Birdman, then he won for The Revenant. And all of those movies have, like, that, that was crazy, I thought, when he, he the guy took three, three yeah. in a row. Yeah. But, that he worked with him before and i wonder if he worked with him on children of men because they were like childhood friends i read so that's why they worked together a lot um but i'd be curious to know if it, if it was the same the same guy who did children of men yeah because uh i i've first first time ever finally uh this week watched um the revenant and i saw you tweeting it yeah i was i was i figured it was the first time but i was like is this his first time watching it yeah oh my god that movie was so good yes <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe i didn't watch it that year i don't know what the fuck happened. i think they didn't send me a screener or something and then i um and i think at the time it was really long like maybe it's like over two and a half hours or something so it was that thing where they didn't send me a screener back then and uh i couldn't find a time during the, during the holidays that i wanted to go be in the theater for two and a half hours oh that, that movie's good stuff that movie's so fucking good <laughs> I, I, man i don't know how i missed that one man Leo that, that was that. that that cinematographer it was a different director mm. um it was Inaritu, who's like another one of those big mexican directors mm. um but the same cinematographer who did gravity and birdman like he did he did well, uh you can, you can tell that, like during oh two, yeah like the opening like 10 minutes or whatever um one, it's another one sh it's another yeah. very elaborate one shot take yeah and it's like chaos you know what I mean? oh yeah it's, it's fucking uh it's it's fucking taking the beach at private ryan but the you know but yeah. the other side like get, just getting fucked up man so yeah. good um all right i, I will say this i yeah. know we're not talking about that movie but just since <laughs> yeah the um also i thought tom hardy was great so good and it was he wasn't doing he was getting to do like a southern kind of country accent so he wasn't doing that like i joked 
that like brain dead Brooklyn accent mm-hmm. that he does in like all his other movies when he plays an American. Yep. Like he was, I thought he was really like that. I don't think he got nominated for that, but I feel like people don't often talk about that as like his signature performance or his yeah his I, that's, great performance. That's and I heard his. I heard he I heard Lawless. Uh, he also does a good accent, but I haven't seen that. Um, but that's the best accent I've ever seen him do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched a bunch of Tom Hardy. I even watched that that thing he had on FX uh, like two years ago. Um, like I watched a lot of Tom Hardy stuff, but that's sure. actually the best job he's ever done, dude. That yeah, he was so despicable and so fucking cunning and crafty and greedy and just all. And you just knew like he's like he might as well have been a bear because like from scene <laughs> from scene one, you're like this dude is is like gonna be a problem, and yeah. of course he ends up being a problem. And that and there's something when uh whenever like a leading man like that does a role for just like being a racist piece of shit i always feel like that should be a special oscar like there should just because because one you could end your career if you do too good a job right like we all of a sudden we're like i don't know he's kind of uh, he kind of is that guy now um and then right. the, the other thing is um if you don't do a good job for me personally it ruins the movie i hate these actors who are like they have this like sentimentality of like 2018 and they're trying to portray these like characters that wouldn't have been like that and yeah it always makes the movie come up a little bit short when they're like yeah i'm not gonna say the n-word we gotta can we just like have him say something he's a he's a dirty black (laughs) right yeah no no (laughs) call them tree niggers i believe that (laughs) shit like the first time he said tree nigger i was like oh okay so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that guy is obviously a racist and uh that makes sense no one would like no one objected to it i also love that uh leonardo DiCaprio character even though he has like a, a son who's half pawnee he doesn't like do the well listen damn it i'm not standing for it like even he's like listen everybody here's racist keep your head down don't fucking look these guys in the eyes and let's just get out of here it's oh what a great movie and he uh <clears throat> What do you call? It? I think you you would agree that that DiCaprio would be the first recipient of that award for Django. Oh man, listen. Well, first of all, he was, didn't get nominated for that, which I still think is have. just bullshit. But they wanted to kind of get a better chance at Christoph Waltz getting an award, right? So they made him supporting. It was like supporting. He's right. in the movie for like two hours and thirty minutes, right? Yeah, I, I totally think. Uh, he got robbed i mean leo's been leo has several roles that i was like i don't know how he didn't win yeah. uh because that's like he's one of them crazy actors that really believes that shit you know what i mean that goes there mm-hmm. um him and then uh he's not afraid to tarnish like his kind of golden boy a-list status like right. other guys like whether it's a clooney or a tom cruise like tom cruise has done villains but i mm-hmm. i don't know that he's ever done that kind of a villain right um no- Whereas Leo is just like I'll be the I'll be the despicable like cokehead scumbag money guy. Mm-hmm. I'll be the super like excessively like foaming at the mouth racist. Yep. Yeah. There's I mean there's several people that I would put in that category. It, it's I mean it goes back way deeper than I mean you can go back to roots and shit. Uh, right. Uh, but Leo would have I mean he would have got it that the, the Django year that was it was no one even <laughs> fucking close man um but there's uh just going down my list there's also uh the dude from 42 that was uh that he well that made me i hate it that made me that guy's been good in different things but that made me laugh yeah but you know what racism is funny 
don't right, know why so people ridiculous. yeah it's so ridiculous like it's alan huddick or yes yeah he said it like 80 times like i said it was like a cat williams special on fast forward <laughs> <laughs> yes. it was just Wait a second! This is too many. Like yeah. I can't. I am losing the power of how scary this might have been or threatening because that's like ninety in an inning. I was in the theater and I started like laughing a little bit, and it's such a serious scene. But I, it's like I was laughing because I was also like, "Yo, Alan Tudyk went there." Like, you know, he didn't. He didn't try to do the. You know, like I don't know if my character would have said it. Right, like he got the script and said, "Well, it says here this one page. Uh, it seems to be a misprint, or somebody like held the button down on the keyboard too long because the whole page is just me saying the n word." Right. Uh, is is this no? There's no other line here. Does Jackie or another player not interrupt or something? No, it's just you. Just a long one shot of you. Uh, slightly out of eye range calling this dude a nigger for two minutes straight and he fucking did it and i said he deserves something for that because you know that could have fucked his whole career up um and then the last dude was uh he's in this movie as uh he was in um uh uh revenant as well as the guy who went with tom hardy but uh uh that guy seems like will poulter or something like that um but uh that dude played a racist cop in detroit and he should have won that year because that oh oh hell yeah Yeah. (laughs) i laughed i I took i remember making when i saw detroit i think i might have been in cleveland yeah and i took a picture of that dude because he's on that new black mirror uh Mm -hmm. uh episode Mm -hmm. but um i took a picture of him in we're the millers and a picture of him in detroit and i said this dude under the obama administration <laughs> this dude under the trump administration yo he got range man and he actually yes. he actually had to delete his twitter account this week because he said for his own mental health because he keeps playing these roles man and, and like people are confusing real life with like you know these villains in detroit and um the maze runner i think he plays a villain um and uh, obviously the revenant like dude and then i mean he just had to go because it was get oh and i think is he no okay yeah i don't think he's in it but yeah he he just plays some evil motherfuckers dude so uh, yeah detroit i thought if they had kept it just to the house really that was like a horror movie yeah yeah for like an hour like a, the middle hour 10 of that movie i thought was strong mm and then like surrounding it i was like man this is yeah i think what killed it was uh whoever wrote the script from that clearly got their uh interpretation of the events from the black dude that was the security guard that uh right what's his name played uh boyega yeah clearly because that that there's no way that makes sense like these people are so (laughs) racist they're cops they don't want anyone to know about this but also hey let's invite this black dude in who's just here to help he only wants to help people out right he has no role in anything bad happening uh like unless that was a young sheriff david clark right (laughs) (laughs) like that was the other part is like you know if like the kind of black guy they would let in that house while they did those things would be would david be clark david clark yeah. yeah there's no way he'd be like no come on guys i don't think this is the right thing to do maybe we should just talk to him like no that guy doesn't get in they, they beat his ass too like get the fuck out of my face all right <clears throat> roma
all right guys roma <laughs> is a story that chronicles a year in the life of a middle-class families made in mexico in the early 70s um it, it 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 it's a lot and it takes on a lot uh it is a foreign language film it is in black and white uh it is filmed in whatever millimeter that is like the the you know like the shit um let's talk about what we like then we'll talk about what we didn't like we spoil things and we will uh, score it at the end and then read your feedback so jl uh what'd you like about this movie what i liked about it i'll give you my uh, we'll go one at a time yeah yeah you do one i'll okay. do one i'm gonna go first off uh the lead actress which is it's a it's a heavy burden for her because she's on camera for most of this movie i think she was great um and i'll i guess i can say it now mm-hmm. she has a scene where um if you're listening to this we're spoiling it uh where her her baby is born stillborn Mm -hmm. and i found it was one of those scenes where the long take is like exhausting because you have to sit there with this woman's grief and you're like can you cut away right like like i kept feeling like and obviously that's the point Mm -hmm. it's not but i'm like Man, usually in a movie they'd like cut to the doctor, and now we cut to the nurse. Look, at, instead you're just watching these people take the stillborn from this mother, and she's just. I compared it, you know, sort of jokingly, but also seriously, to to the Captain Phillips closing scene where Tom Hanks is just like does like some of his best acting, if not mm-hmm. his best acting, just basically having post traumatic stress disorder right in front of us. Right, and I felt like that scene in particular. it dawned on me after i was like yeah this chick isn't even an actress now i don't know if this means she's like a super talent Mm -hmm. or if acting really is bullshit and like (laughs) (laughs) actors need to stop taking themselves so seriously but like i just looked at it i was like i i'm uncomfortable i'm very sad and Mm -hmm. uncomfortable and there were uh so so this kind of leaks into like my my second kind of thing i like about it which is Mm -hmm. the second half of the movie i thought was deeply emotional and that obviously hinges a lot on the lead right. who all the emotion is basically <clears throat> running through her right um it was just it was it was a movie that like i was i was i was bored and then they this woman is just walking through the movie sort of like as this 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 nanny and right. she's like you know seems pretty pleasant <clears throat> and okay with her life and she's got a fr- you know a close friend and she seems to have a man who who she likes and then it just falls apart and you're like the burdens on this woman i said to my girlfriend while watching it i was like this this makes me sad because i'm like this is just some you know and people go through bad stuff all the time i think i've had a pretty blessed life all in all um but you're like this is just such an insignificant woman Mm -hmm. to be like to have all this heavy shit and it kind of it kind of her performance and the story in general just shows you like wow like regular ordinary anonymous people can have heavy deep sometimes sad sometimes profound light lives yeah and it and uh so i'll piggyback on that to say one of the things i liked about it was the poetry of the movie um so even in that scene her water breaks after the dude who's a deadbeat dad points a gun at her yeah. uh in the student in one of the student riot, riots uh in 1970s mexico um while uh he's clearly like joined a gang and he's looting and they kill a man in the store uh there's violence in the streets 
and this dude points a gun at her and i feel like the only reason he didn't pull the fucking trigger is because he recognized her as uh you know the mother of his child even though he was not claiming that baby um he like that's like the poetry of her life you know the the um perspective in this film it's almost as if she's she's the lead but she's almost like not the lead you know it's like mexico's the lead right where, where it's just like and let's just take a, a walk through town almost like and here's the, what the city looked like and here's what the countryside looks like and here's this weird martial arts training thing that is true to life like there's there's like all this stuff where it's almost like uh he wanted to revisit the mexico of his childhood and then show it to us like look this is what mexico is and at the heart of it is this centered around the story of this one woman whose story is guadalupe gum that's what i'm calling it when i review it as trump (laughs) there you go (laughs) because that's what it's like she's this ordinary person from his life that he wants to pay tribute to but it but you can see like you know right alongside her like is all this tumult and this right. family drama right and terrible mexican men everywhere <laughs> right yeah oh man i know trump gonna have something to say about that <laughs> but uh but yeah so I, I thought that the perspective even the way the film ends which is like a very unique ending to me where it the camera just pans towards the sky and we've been the sky is kind of like a been in this the whole time right there's like look at this airplane oh yeah look at this look at and it's like pans to the sky and then the whole credits run while ambient noise for the city is there and the camera's pointing towards the sky it's such a weird director choice but in this movie it kind of works because it feels like we really were dipping into this woman's life from like an omnipotent point of view and then just walking out like and that's one person's story uh what else did you like um i was gonna say that ending i asked i asked laura my girlfriend i was just mm-hmm. just curious because i was like what is that saying like she walked uh, it was a little too easy i thought like is she in heaven or is this like she's an angel like she's like walking up the stairs to like the roof but she's just hanging laundry right but your ending your your rationale sounds much more plausible yeah but um i think i kind of combined my first two because i liked uh the, what i will say is the the movie starts and this this is sort of the thing i didn't like but i feel like i would watch it again now knowing that it was all set up right the first half of the movie is so slow. Yeah. Like – Wait, hold so on. Is this, a, is this a like or a dislike? Well, no. I'm saying it's like – it's one of those things that going through it, I didn't like. Oh, OK. Yeah, but then I, I get to the end and I was like, well, now I kind of like it. Yeah, it's like, kind of that – Um, it's like when you watch a boxer – that's going to the body right where you just right. like like you're just you're just like i mean it's just kind of boring dude like i didn't you know i kind of was hoping I, know, t- I know the judges say he's landed like 52 percent but right fuck i paid 70 dollars for this fight exactly and then like round 10 he's just fucking knocking the shit out of somebody's head and you're like oh so the okay all right carry on professional Right, so like I look back and I go, masterful boxing performance. Yeah, first nine rounds, I'm like, dude, this is garbage. <laughs> right, I literally was good. I turned it off three times. I hate to say this, guys, but it's the truth. I turned this film off three times because I would 
watch like 10 minutes and i'm like what the fuck is something gonna happen and then like <clears throat> i watch 10 more minutes because everybody you know i go back to and see people on twitter and reviews like it's so great you have to watch it i'm like really and i like i think i got a, a smooth hour in and was like i don't think anything's happened and then just bam 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 it just knocks you down and and so i would say the the arc of the film um it sets me up because i really like i i did not i felt very emotional after the movie and i don't think that could have been if like from day one it was just like not to not to denigrate a movie that Mm -hmm. i actually thought was pretty good i know it's got flaws but like a movie like precious Mm -hmm. is kind of like hitting you over the head from like moment two Mm -hmm. of like her life sucks like she is burdened with so much like and it had its own emotional power to me right but this movie is like lulls you in with like this kind of mundane she's just like hey you might not and 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 since it was like a tribute to his own nanny i think it's the idea of like yeah you go along your life and this is just like a person in your life and like she helps you and you like her and it's okay but like you don't realize like she has her own life and in fact has a tough life right and some really bad shit happened to her that like you know it, 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 it required that sort of 45 minutes to an hour of just kind of like ho-hum and so i think I, the best work in the film is done with the ho-hum because it it is a film that rewards you paying attention right because it is foreign language for us right it's not you know you're reading subtitles most of the film. which is good because then i can't like i can't text or get right. distracted it's right. the same reason i think i love narcos on on netflix is that i'm always i'm not even i know i can't even try to look at my phone or else i'll just be like shit i gotta rewind that i have no idea what they just said <laughs> right like i like i tried watching narcos and was gonna live tweet and i was like i can't do this and i stopped um and then i, I may was, tweet a, i may tweet a joke based on this uh when we're done it's fine um and <laughs> and i was like oh yeah that's why um that's why everybody has to like it because you ha- it's the only thing you have to watch you know mm-hmm. like like you know you can't be like oh breaking bad all right i'm gonna go take a leak and listen to the audio and the in the well, you know like this shit is like no you turned your head for a second you just fucked up the drug bus you don't know what happened um yeah. but yeah with this one the beauty of it taking place in the background uh where she's you know not intentionally but just uh almost as if she's like furniture in the scene sometimes it's these people mm-hmm. they don't like they're not so rich that they're like um completely dicks or anything you know like they're not they're not bad people i wouldn't say um but they are the kind of rich where they're like i have a housekeeper nanny maid who if i'm having a conversation with my wife i'm not gonna like stop that conversation for her and if uh i'm having a bad day and i see i can i might snap at her you know because i because i don't really see her fully as like a part of the family right um and there's this classism difference and so you see that there's stuff like uh these student protests and this violence and the government is like they're shooting people and shit in the streets and at the same time their family's kind of isolated from it like the stuff that's happening within the actual like house that she nannies for whatever class they're in 
uh in roma or wherever they're kind of away from everything they're you know they're at a ranch and they're like celebrating christmas with the kids and shit and they're like dad's dad rich dad's side pieces are the drama right like their their drama is other motherfuckers out here like i might join the guerrilla forces and have to do this shit for a living and they're like well let's go shoot guns in this country it's fun you know so i like that it all happens in the, a lot of stuff happens in the background and you're rewarded for actually like keeping up with what's happening oh yeah uh anything else to add for good good um i will say this he was only in a couple scenes but the dude uh doing ninja moves oh, yeah. naked um scared like was like he he made me really nervous mm-hmm. like in that scene where like where she sh- god i felt so I felt so bad for her. Yeah. Because she was so and 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 this is like my my sentiment also as like a gentle giant relatively speaking. This like little Mexican woman carrying around a baby by herself. Right. Goes to this like militia training camp. Right. And you think he's going to be like uh, he ditched her at a movie theater. Right. Like, he had to, it was like I'm going to get something to eat in the Which this. I took as more like juvenile, right. like immature, but when he sees her and he like threatens her with like normally I would laugh. Right. If a dude like that looked like some Napoleon dynamite, like, I'll do some kung fu on you, bitch. Right. But I actually felt very nervous right. for her. I was like, Oh, this dude's like he's terrible. Right. Yeah, like, it he, felt kinda like uh I don't know if you remember uh I think it was Menace to Society when that girl said that she came to uh, I think it was O Dog and was like, You got me pregnant or whatever. Or maybe it was Kane. And they ended up like like bitch i ain't done it like it like he went to a whole nother level where you're like uh-huh. oh oh that was not the way to handle that at all like yeah like, like what like what kind of man am i watching now on this camera and should i even be rooting for this dude and that was how i felt with Furman was like oh that was very juvenile immature of him he couldn't handle it and then she goes and seeks him out and i'm he's he's like i'll beat the shit out of you and your ba- and, and this baby right and i'm because i was like half expecting him to be almost like embarrassed and like i fucked up i you know have some contrition no he like tripled down and then oh, eventually yeah. fucking pulls a gun on her like, <laughs> like i was what like the oh, fuck? oh it, it actually could get worse yeah <laughs> yeah like when they caught when the camera and the way they shot it was so beautiful because like yep. it's chaotic you don't see everything and the last thing they really show you is the camera slowly paying over to him being the one with the gun and then paying back over to her and her water breaks and you're like this motherfucker the worst the worst human being on earth but yeah, yeah. that he was good but you're right he was good he uh the kung fu scene with his dick out was so fucking crazy <laughs> fucking insane i was just like this is this is a lengthy scene yeah he really wanted to get that oscar like i don't know like they're like i I think i talked about this with someone when we reviewed the favorite it may have been chris lambert but i but uh he was talking about how uh um emma stone uh had her titties out for the shower scene in that and it's not like sexy or anything it's just it's like kind of gross actually um and i was like yeah that was the scene where i knew she was trying to get an oscar (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and and he you know he was joking about it but i was serious i was like there's certain times when like an actor does something and you're like okay that person is ready for to get nominated like because you just don't do that kind of shit 
like swing around with your dick out <laughs> with a yeah. fucking shower hole unless you think i'm yo i'm committing all the way to this to the bit man like i want to get some recognition it's it's a role that is he is three for three in impact scenes <laughs> yes because like, he's in th- uh, four scenes he's yeah. in four scenes it's like here i'm doing kung fu naked for like three minutes <laughs> yep now then i ditch her at a movie yep then i scare the shit out of her and then i put a gun to her head like right. those are my four scenes i'm in the movie for like <laughs> nine minutes and every one of my scenes is like a what the fuck ho huh. <laughs> and i don't yeah. think we ever even see like her naked at all like it's just it's just him swinging some dick like around but as this is like the the thing i will say and then we could get to things we yeah. didn't like but like there's no more for me to really point out i thought the ending was mm. was beautiful yeah but it it gave me what i almost needed emotionally right. like okay she is she is taken care of like right. like these people like I, I thought it was very powerful for her to just sort of confess she like matter-of-factly saves these kids mm-hmm. from drowning because it's like that's her job right like and it, it draws her to like confess her own thing of like she didn't want the baby right and it was like she was like overwhelmed mm-hmm. it was like she was just confessing and then the family you know who's been ditched by their man like the father right. rally to her and it, it was so in a non-corny way yes. it was it was like wow these people who've all been hurt by as i said roma could be called mexican men are trash right true they rat like they give her that support and i hope that's real yeah. Like I hope that he did, he did that because that's really what they they did for her. Mm. Not like I want to show how great we were as as a family. Right. But like that it was real because it it the f- movie took me on a very depressing journey mm-hmm. and then gave me that little sense of like hey, like you know what? There was some redemption, there was some some comfort, there was some cuz some people don't get that obviously. Right. right. And, that, and it, it was just very it was it was like it's a movie that, like, talking about it has taken me, not that we give our star ratings, but I yeah. feel like I almost want to bump it up a star from what I was going to give it. Mm. Just talking about it and, like, thinking about it. Um, I don't even know it's a movie I'd watch again. I might right. watch it one more time just to, like, revisit it from the perspective of knowing the mm-hmm. whole movie. But it was, uh, like, that. En- I thought the ending was very beautiful and yeah. very, like, if it's authentic – restored some of the like uh, faith in humanity that you that a movie like that would take from you <laughs> well also the thing i like because uh i thought it was really about to turn to tragedy porn when them kids was out there in that ocean i was like oh and then one of the kids drowned and she's kicked on the street because they're like fuck you you're not family oh ex- exactly and like, like that was the whole fucking point of that movie to get me to that point because in every other movie we know that it, that can never happen right like like who like who the fuck would make a movie like that and then allow it to be put out and go focus test it and be like this is what we want our movie to be this really fucking tragic tale of this horrible very bad no good year in this woman's life but this movie made me feel like it was totally possible i was like so all right her life's over now um maybe she just walks into the sea and never comes back i don't know and um (laughs) when they rally around her when she confesses that and the theme kind of comes together in that moment too because for me it's a also a move a movie about what is family you know about uh 
the burden that women are constantly under and you know how they have to like cope and deal with this shit and um because we don't really get into the men like we see Furman four times but we never really hang out with Furman. we don't know anything about this dude's life his mentality we know his kung fu made him a better man bullshit but then he doesn't take care of his kids and i don't know which part of the kung fu training that was but uh he skipped a day uh the father uh who we see with his mistress like we and who just leaves the family and writes these long letters about how he's in quebec and all this shit like we we see these women have to like overcome you know, I, I love the thread of the uh, the mother of the house um, constantly fucking up that car because <laughs> she couldn't drive. Oh, yeah. Like, she couldn't <laughs> even drive. Like, she just had to start doing shit that she wasn't accustomed to doing. Um, and, you know, this, like, tiny-ass garage with one-inch give on each side of the car. Like, she has to, like, drive the car in there and shit. She has to buy a new car at the end. Like, I kind of like the idea of the strength of that sisterhood and especially the bonds being stronger than just you work for us because i really did think at some point man is is um cleo gonna end up on the street you know because i thought oh she's pregnant they'll be like well bitch you pregnant i don't we don't want you working here you know i thought that was gonna happen that didn't happen then when they hired the new nanny i said oh shit so this is how they phase her out she's having post mortem depression they're just gonna be like listen Right. i'm sorry that happened to you but you ain't the same no more and we need you know we gotta cut some cut some uh slack here we ain't got that two income anymore that shit and then uh the last thing i'll say because i know we said we're gonna get into the negatives but i love the fucking scene where the mom tells the kids that the dad ain't coming back like and how each kid has a different reaction in the restaurant mm-hmm. um and she's just breaking it down and you can tell that she's trying to be like strong for them where she's like no and it's okay you know i'm gonna be um, <laughs> i'm gonna change careers and i'm gonna be doing this and you and the whole time i'm just like damn man these like these kids and, and like all this shit has just gotta be so overwhelming all this change out of nowhere it was just uh, so fucking beautiful um all right man let's talk about what we didn't like what'd you not like about this movie even though i praised it we still got to go back to that first hour it's long <laughs> It's it's very it's the payoff is worth it, but it is very it drags. Like in in hindsight, I can appreciate it, but it does drag for like forty five minutes. Where I'm just like, all right, she's just walking around and she's just around and like <laughs> she's in the house and she talks to her friend and like. I guess it's realistic because real life can be very boring for days and weeks and months. <laughs> I but... did feel like we I, – I feel like we watched her clean the house in real time the first time. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, snap this up. Montage this shit. Like, no offense to my man because I know he wanted a certain ambiance. But, like, he he did some art, artsy shit like, let's watch a puddle for 35 seconds and then the reflection will show the plane in the sky flying overhead and then we'll see our uh, main actress pull out a mop and i'm like that took three minutes we didn't need that yeah so yeah you're right that i i, I could not agree more and like and while it was like i said wonderfully paid off i still have a feeling of like you could cut a smooth 20 minutes out of this film of just 
you know artsy shit that he decided to do that i'm sure in his mind is like and that film students will probably learn about and be told like look at what he does to set uh like do you see the frames Mm -hmm. and the way the contrast of the light and it's like uh yeah okay yeah like there's like there's some artsy shit in here y'all like when the fucking farce is on fire and then the guy who's dressed as oh my god oh my god thank <laughs> you i got that yeah like he he my dressed number one thing yeah that's go ahead. my number one dislike because <laughs> oh, no, that, that was the moment where i was like i think i need to turn this off because this just went from like okay beautiful filming to now he inserted some weird thing like some weird artsy thing that isn't even like oh yeah. yes like he, that dude that dude did everything except look directly in the camera <laughs> like, like i was just like what is this about and like he and also i was kind of mad because i'm like one you look flammable as shit but two you're not even helping like what pick up a fucking bucket don't he's just like let me sing a song and i don't know i'm sure that it has some deep cultural meaning that i just don't know about but since this film doesn't explain that kind of no, shit you know i'm not i don't have it you know i'm not willing i'm not willing to give him that oh like they can tell me i'm wrong and i'm being culturally insensitive but that felt like some weird like interlude where like maybe somebody could explain it but i was just like no that that actually was the moment where i said either i'm gonna stop this movie right now (laughs) or i'm gonna finish this critically acclaimed piece of shit i'm gonna i'm well i will loan them the credit i will lend him some credit and say that i would not be surprised to read somewhere like oh and this is the song that the people sing when such and such happens and i'll be like yeah there's no fucking way for me to know that so it was weird to me even if there's somebody out there in the world that's like oh yeah that's just like how we used to do in the 70s in mexico and i'm like what uh you sang to the fire motherfucker that doesn't make sense um well you know it'd be funny if we found out because he was dressed as like a character what if we yeah. found out like that's just their barney and that song is just their i love you, you <laughs> like, like it's just something weird like that doesn't make any sense um anyway yeah the stuff like that in the in the film was kind of weird but you that I mean? that i'm so glad because i like i think i the movie shifts so much after right. that first hour that like i forgot that that moment i think was really like the moment and i'm not even kidding i mean i made a joke of it but where i was like am i gonna am i gonna finish this movie right it was that moment that was like the low point of the movie and even even in hindsight mm-hmm. where i've now complimented in the context it of still the full makes movie, you mad. yeah that is still the moment where i'm like no there's no con- i don't i don't understand i, don't that, get it. I didn't like it <laughs> i didn't get it either man and like um and like there's other moments where you think he's being artsy and it turns out like those are really powerful moments like when the father's leaving and you think like it's just a business trip chill the fuck out and then then later you're like oh that nigga was leaving forever okay well yeah like i see why you were stretched out and why we needed to spend the full five minutes uh watching that scene and you watching this car and her scolding her about the kids and the dog shit and all that stuff like you kind of see all the emotion in that later in the film like why it was so important but that 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 fire shit i I didn't get it dog um yeah (laughs) um now this is a controversial uh dislike i have to say but uh not so sure they should have filmed this shit in black and white i'm not saying it's uh i'm not saying it necessarily takes away from the film to be in black and white 
but i'm just not so sure that it adds to the film to being black like i don't know that if this film's in color i'm like yeah this fucking movie i i don't see what's so good about it like i don't know right. like I don't, why couldn't it why couldn't it be in color if they like maybe they could re-release it on netflix next year in color uh you know like they used to do technicolor back in the day uh i feel like do we you have do you remember in living color Te- ted turner's colorized classics yeah where it was like old movies just with black people yeah, <laughs> yeah that was hilarious uh yeah but i don't know why they couldn't just do it like and i know it's like an artistic choice and like probably for like like you said film school people and students and uh fucking uh like arts like directors and shit it's probably like a really like wow what a bold choice to film in 20 million millimeter fucking black <laughs> and white but to me the guy at home i'm like why couldn't this just be in color i like color is, is, is that such a bad thing so that's that's kind of a it's, nitpicky one i feel like for me it's hard for me to complain when i felt like it looked so good it looked great I, right like so i feel like like and i don't know if it was beyond technical if if because yeah. it was his past or because he wanted mm. he wanted to have a vintage feel of it just for personal reasons yeah um so i didn't have a problem I, I but, but imagine like, imagine how much better it looked in color though you know what i'm saying like what I, I, let me give you a good example let yeah. me give you a good example right i don't know if you have a 4k tv or not right or, or you got probably some level of hd maybe some flat screen just, just regular hd okay yeah. regular hd okay cool so you know how like sometimes nba tv will play like an old michael jordan game and yeah. you're like uh, i mean he's great and everything but if i had my choice of watching like michael jordan 1986 uh that square box or watching like right now uh and i'm not even talking good teams like the milwaukee plays the hornets i would watch the hd shit now because i'm just like it looks better right yeah. um they don't show the hd shit we have now in black and white there is no channel for like black and white uh super bowl games nobody gives a fuck about that shit man that's just some artsy shit put it in color let me why doesn't they do that instead of letting me pick my movie choices uh for fucking bandersnatch let me pick color or black and white for 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 this movie i would rather than spend the extra 30 million on that fair enough all right i I just question whether like just from a visual standpoint i go I, but it must it obviously must look different like does the black and white bring out certain Some, since it's like a high obviously a super yeah. high def clear black and white versus just like old grainy black and white like i wonder if it does some if it brings out certain details that he wanted versus like if it was in color would that diminish what he was going he for he should have la la landed that shit bro he should have gave us a scene in color for us to be like oh it didn't make it meaningful you know what i mean like like pick one scene put that shit in colors for us to be like naked mexican dude doing samurai sword stuff (laughs) yeah dick in color like just put swinging dick all in your face uh yeah like i don't know what maybe the christmas thing or the holiday thing they did uh i don't know something i needed something in color just so i could just know what it would have looked like because i don't know i feel like that shit would have been dope um all right man anything else you didn't like no i i mean just that first hour but i give it a bit of a pass but that dude at the fire was just all right nonsense Uh, i guess the last thing i could say i didn't like speak english okay this is america no just kidding (laughs) (laughs) this is american netflix okay we speak (laughs) english over here we speak american 
uh nah i fucking uh i fucking don't have anything bad else to say um and i'm kind of like i said the things i said that were bad were kind of nitpicky except for that dude uh which I, I i don't get it some i'm sure someone's gonna write in later and be like no rod that is like some really important shit and i just didn't get it y'all i'm sorry um <clears throat> all right let's rate it man what would you give it zero to five it's uh now i will say i was a five mm-hmm. until you reminded me of the dude at right. the fire right um but i'm st- i'm still gonna give it can i give a half or we go yeah we just we, go you can give four? halves yeah I give i'm gonna go i'm gonna go four and a half all right uh i think i would go four and a half as well um because and i and i might have to rewatch it at some point because i feel like i would pick up more if i rewatch it mm-hmm. and maybe that'll change my score to be honest because talking about it has changed my score right uh, as you said because uh a matter of fact i should say thinking about it because when i first ended the movie yesterday i was like or two days ago i was like it was all right it was it's it kind of a weird sad but kind of not sad <laughs> kind of weird black and white movie and then i started thinking about it, i'm like yeah fuck he had everything in there and this t- political turmoil and it's kind of like it's like it like pre- makes you a kid again and it kind of it's the importance of this life and it's the m- mundaneness of this life but it's also like the struggle and how how everyone's life is important and all this shit so yeah he got it all in there so i think i would give it a four and a half um and then we did get feedback for the first man review that we did this Uh-oh. um sandler agony who says first man is perhaps the best movie i've seen about the space race in the night in the 60s the amount of effort and lives it took for nasa to land on the moon yes it was a towering achievement during that uh, that time and at the same time however i'm so tired of these movies and how often they're fawned over like there weren't any significant space events um we've had failures and success successes with face uh, with space but hollywood has this love affair with that time i didn't have a problem with the performances except for ryan gosling who finally broke me he's been doing that same smoldering acting since remember the titans and to be fair <laughs> to be fair i let it all slide i let it slide to the point where i was like ah you know ryan gonna run but he's (laughs) he's too goddamn stoic for such a stoic ass movie i did like how the whole program came to be yet i felt the time and effort could have been done for a project like this in 2004 when the freaking aviator about howard hughes and ron howard did apollo 13 in 1995 which was uh groundbreaking for his time damien chazelle is a talented director but clearly he peaked in my opinion with whiplash uh that was his masterpiece la la land was mad and first man is just outdated not bad just outdated and dull hope his next project is better man that was a kind of a uh roma review there uh, the first part was kind of a damn long setup but you you, you <laughs> nailed me you nailed it at the end i felt like you really <laughs> really you really got the message across i give that review two out of five oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the last thing before we get out of here um karen and i are 2018 national uh, north carolina film critics uh, of course we've, we've been in the organization for a few years now but we uh voted and uh the awards are out uh, i'll try to put a link in the show notes to what won our organization's award there's 42 critics and the way that we vote you have to vote like a ranking so like if you've seen you know the five movies that they nominated for best narrative film you have to basically put like okay this one is first this one's second or whatever right um i'll just go down the winners real quick best narrative film roma 
oh yeah uh beat out black panther black klansman first man and bill street could talk i don't know how our words got so black but uh whoa that. that's three that's three black one white one latin yeah yeah I, i'm surprised that uh that's that like it, a dallas mavericks or something yeah uh, we're a bit uh we're a bit woke over here apparently <laughs> uh best documentary film was won't you be my neighbor um best animated film was spider-man into the spider-verse wow yeah i feel like that one coming in late is gonna help it getting the momentum yeah and you have disney splitting itself with the incredibles which Mm. which i thought was good but not great not great i agree and and wreck it ralph 2 which i actually thought was really good yeah i thought it was good too man i I, like i still think spider-man was better but i mean wreck it rough was like right there and i and i thought it would win just because uh spider-man's kind of black and i i didn't think white people would necessarily be into that um and then teen titans go to the movies uh was actually really funny um i saw that this uh this summer so um best foreign language film of course roma uh like how would it you know win (laughs) the other one and not this best director um roma uh also Quran. so uh oh, as you guys can see yeah uh yeah as as uh jl said it um as you guys can see the there's a kind of a, a pattern here um and and uh that best director beat out spike lee barry jenkins damien chazelle and uh the corn bros um with the ballad of buster scruggs which i didn't watch um yeah i have no interest in that <laughs> yeah i'm good i'm good on that guys <laughs> Uh, like, because like, it's like an anthology movie, and I'm like, just tell me one story. Come on, I feel like that's cheating. <laughs> like, what is this shit? You like, no, give me, give me one good story, not six okay stories, or like six where like three are bad, two are good, and one's passable. Like, fuck that shit. Um, exactly. Cinematography, of course, Roma. Um, uh, and uh, it beat out Bill Street, First Man, Cold War, and Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Um, I'm just happy to see First Man that North Carolina was giving First Man at least the respect it deserved, right. even if it's not winning. Like I, I just I don't want it to be forgotten, and there's a good chance it will be forgotten when these nominations come out. Well, I have you know, man. When we submitted nominations. Uh, I did put it in there for cinematography. Oh and, well, thank uh, you. <laughs> I, look, man. I, you know, I know when to lay off the bullshit. Uh, I, I know you like to double down, but I sometimes I pull I pull up a little bit. And go, okay, come on. Uh, now I'm upset about this one. This is the only one that I really was rooting for somebody in, um, and I, I I know that makes me a bad black person that I wasn't rooting for that hard for those ones. But for best actor, man, I really wanted Christian Bell to win this shit uh for vice and he did not win uh ethan hawk won for first reformed which i but you you like him too well not just that i saw it and that is the like definitive ethan hawk performance like right he ain't never gonna get better than that shit and uh maybe that's because uh christian's already kind of won some shit in this in the past so they didn't feel pressed to give it to him it's Um, ethan hawk's barkad abdi captain phillips yeah yeah he killed that shit but the (laughs) the other thing though is uh this means that beat out a star is born bradley cooper right christian bell vice rami malik bohemian rhapsody which i submit is like lebron james on the Cavs because that movie right. is not good to me but he was so good that i feel like the movie was good and i know it's not you know yeah i don't i don't mind him getting an i mean i wasn't as blo- i enjoyed the movie like right. the, the thing is that's one of those movies where i have to separate like 
I like Queen. So if I hear like 10 songs and watch concerts and see people like doing a pretty good acting job, I'm going to like enjoy the movie while also saying this shit is very cookie cutter. It's too like it. But seeing all the love this movie's gotten for like best picture. Right. I'm like, that's weird because it's like if you want to single out his performance, I'm fine with that. But like best picture but like no that it's you that's not 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 close and you can't like, even i don't even know why they're doing that because they don't want brian singer showing up at the fucking oscars <laughs> like what the fuck are they thinking it's so stupid we did it everybody like he gets best director <laughs> right. it's like uh this is the worst thing that's ever happened in the me too era <laughs> right like not like he, he got best director and had walked off his own set under the pressure of the me too shit that's that's so stupid it, i hope that doesn't happen man um but but as far as um the performance though i do feel like R- rami malik seeing his other shit and then seeing this i'm like yeah you were acting like this is some good acting. now the other person in this category controversial don't know if they deserve to be here john david washington for black Klansman. oh boy my guys what are we doing <laughs> it's like yeah it, it's i expected black Klansman to have a shot at picture because they have the 10 nominations and it's like spike lee i was discussing this with chris on his podcast if i do you mind if i like say just a couple i was saying you know as a beige person mm-hmm. i i will think on diversity in a variety of ways right. and i said that you know no I, I felt like not enough was talked about about like the fact that four of the last five best directors mm-hmm. were mexican mm. But then I realized something as I was literally talking this point out. I said, well, here's the thing, though. Those guys all established themselves as star directors outside of Hollywood. Right. Like they came with their reputation that they were allowed to develop Mm. doing foreign films. Obviously not foreign for themselves, but Guillermo del Toro, uh, Inuritu, and Cuaron were all like big stars for like Cannes Film Festival and like Mexico – and I thought to myself, I was like, yeah, it's interesting because I felt like in some ways people should have been celebrating that diversity. That is a ty- obviously a type of diversity. But then I thought, oh, but then none of them had to come up through Hollywood where you still don't see a lot of women directors. And now you're finally starting to see in the last like five years black directors both getting more opportunity and more recognition. And I thought to myself, I was like, Spike Lee, do the right thing. Nothing. Malcolm X, which was basically – oscar bait but great oscar bait right nothing like it got denzel washington and cinematography like they blatantly said fuck you to spike lee with that one mm-hmm. and i'm looking at and i'm going oh it, all you have to do if you look at that you go see the, the mexican filmmakers were almost like jazz artists black jazz artists that went to like europe mm. they, they 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 were not burdened by any discrimination or system in place right so they got to flourish, show their talents. So they came over as star directors with right. reputations. Whereas coming up through America, it's been very difficult for anybody that isn't a, a, a white male for so long. Mm-hmm. But now, and I even thought of what's his name, um, the guy who did Widows. Yeah, um, uh, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I'm, why am I forgetting his name? But um, he's British, right? And I, I'm saying like he wasn't a star director, but like he was like the next one I feel like after John Singleton to get to get a nomination I don't think there were many nom- there may have been one or two in between literally 1991 and like 2012 yeah it's Steve McQueen and Steve yes. McQueen thank you yeah, I was and, gonna say he has the name of a famous person <laughs> right 
and now um, the thing the thing i would also add here though is um it allows you to be kind of wokeish you know what i mean because like you can be uh uh spanish mexican whatever and still kind of be like white passing or white acceptable to, right. to white folks in a way that you know giving shit like they and they're not questioning any institutional issues like right. in other words you get to have some brown right some different names but it's not they don't pose a challenge right to the institutional like the hollywood machine that has just been like the same thing right they don't have to and it's like when they do their like oh this is the first for such and such you know they don't have to worry about like a, a black lives matter moment up there or like a about damn time or whatever you know what i mean like it's kind of a, it's right. kind of it's kind of more of a like oh yeah thanks for honoring me i mean i'm already the fucking man so uh <laughs> you know and i i think ryan coogler all joking aside yeah. i think he's gonna be he may not get nominated this year because director there's only five so even yeah. if black panther gets a best picture nomination mm-hmm. i i don't know that he's gonna be one of the five directors maybe he will be right but but I think, I think that he is gonna be the first. Like he's a, a American born, mm. um, blo- like he's gonna be the first American born to make. I feel like a hit movie right. that wins Best Picture. Like because Barry Jenkins kind of has that in. You know, he already has. Yeah. He doesn't have a director win. Right. But he has. He has that movie, and he and he's like he's carved out his like indie vibe. Like he's right. gonna be that prestige drama. Right. Kind of guy. But I think Kugler at some point will obviously direct some. You know, whether it be a Steven Spielberg scope kind of film that right. is also Oscar, like gets the Oscar. Well, the other thing I would add too is with Spike, um, I feel like time came around and met Spike where Spike already was. So mm-hmm. Spike's been on this like heavy handed, these white people are racist. America is fucked up. Don't trust them. Uh, he's been on this shit so much that he sneaks in he puts it in films where you're just like what the fuck does it have to do with she's gotta have it you know what I mean? like you just <laughs> you're like i don't think uh i don't think uh she hate me uh needs a fucking 15 minute interlude about the kennedy about the nixon uh watergate scandal like but it's just <laughs> in there um and this is the first time i feel like where society in the in the auspices of trump was like oh you can make a direct thread from what spike's talking about what he's been talking about to right now and that is going to benefit that movie and if he gets a best director nom uh i think it'll just be because we changed not him you know right uh all right best supporting actor um this is gonna hope you're sitting down jl all right but uh they gave it yeah yeah i know I'm, i'm sorry man but they gave it to michael b jordan for black panther oh my god yeah i didn't even vote for that (laughs) (laughs) i get he's a star like don't get me wrong i get he's he's done some good work but i watched that because laura hadn't seen it right so we watched it i joked with you i made a joke where i said uh, i forget what i said and i posted it to facebook i was like oh do you want to see something and then her answer was black panther right um and i watched it i was like People, I feel like, confuse the character being, like, an interesting, a very interesting, well-thought-out, full mm. character with it being, like, a great performance. Mm. Mm. And he's just fine. I think he's fine. I don't think he's bad. Right. I just think he's he's fine. I just can't believe he beat Sam Elliott. Like, 
I thought Sam Elliott in the Star is Born had that shit locked up. Um, You're a cowboy who who fights back tears, dog. He pulled that's out it. that I, when he pulled out that fucking driveway. I said that's the Oscar. That was it. Like y'all just witnessed the Oscar in thirty seconds. Oh man. Uh, but I guess uh, you know the people gave it to to Michael B. Jordan. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'm still rooting for it for my agenda purposes. So that I'll I'll take it. But uh, the other people that were nominated, Richard E. Grant and Can You Ever Forgive Me. Uh, good performance, but I don't know about best supporting. Uh, Mahershala Ali in Green Book, which, uh, thank you, black people, for sinking that one. Like, that was, <laughs> he probably would have won. Uh, but everybody was, everybody had to shit on that white person's movie. And now look what but, we got. But Nothing. I think I read something that he might be the front runner for Golden Globes because he didn't win for moonlight at the golden globes but then won the oscar mm. so they think that the golden globes are gonna like kind of oh shit we gotta we gotta yeah. like we, we fucked up the first time he so did that a, might that might restart his chances and he did a good job it wasn't his fault man like i thought they were both good but green book is a movie see i enjoyed green yeah. book just as what it was i Me thought too. it was like not every movie about race and history is has to be dark deep history right. it was trauma it was tragedy and that's it right i feel like this movie was kind of trying to be like yeah we're going to show you we're going to show you some 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 homophobia some some right. closeted issues we're going to show you some racism but we're also going to show you like two people getting along right and 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 having fun like i laughed genuinely a lot at there's that some, movie there's some good comedy in that shit but there was a lot of the we're not going to go all the way. Yeah, yeah, that's and true. Especially with his family. Yeah. When they invite him in and Sebastian that was the part that was, was laughing. Yes. Whose career is like blowing up. Right. I could see him being like, okay, so you're the racist Italian brother. Right. I could see him being like, no, I'm not no, saying it. Right. No, no, <laughs> Do I'm Do you not. know how hot my career is? Yeah, right I'm not now? saying it. Well, can you call this him an like egg? my second movie, bro. <laughs> right. Call him an eggplant. Nope. I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh what about a maroon um uh, you know what i'm just gonna say hey who's your friend and then you guys fix that on your end because fuck Cause that shit like they did a good subtle thing in the beginning when he was like you know we're just keeping an eye on your wife and right. they don't say it but there's two black plumbers and they throw the, he throws the drinks he throws the glasses away i, I thought that was good <laughs> yeah like, it was I, good at, and then but then at the end of the movie sebastian mascalco gets to go come on fix them a plate yeah <laughs> i'm like what right <laughs> he'd still be racist right he'd be he, like oh he, it's fucking mooly in here oh, who, who let them who let the animals in road trip with him he's been racist and nothing's changed right. that was that's that's what they lost me that like it's funny because uh shadow and act is like uh it just wasn't true to life blah blah i'm like that's eh, not where they lost me i need a little more racism a little more racism please um so yeah michael b jordan won that best actress olivia coleman for the favorite uh which i can't uh i can't really argue against i, I i'd rather the lady from roma win but uh, not, was she nominated yeah she was nominated lady gaga was nominated it was a hard it was a big year tony collette it's, it's and a, tony collette was great in right Hereditary. and melissa mccarthy like wow that, right tough year i'm actually shocked that the the woman from the i mean but it's like that's a very deep category this year yeah like i could get I could get behind pretty much any of them. Uh, I don't think I would vote for the woman from the favorite, not because she wasn't good. They were all good. Yeah. I feel like that's politicking. Like they chose the woman that was had like the least screen time of the mm. three. 
because I feel like they figure uh, maybe we can get Emma Stone and Rachel Weiss both in the supporting category. That, but see, to me, that's what fucked it up because neither one of them is going to win supporting right. because of that. They're going to split. And I wish they would just, I mean, I, I know that's a, that's probably hard to tell any actress but I wish one of them could just be like, all right, just me. You know what I mean? Like, we're just pushing Emma Stone and Rachel Vice. You've won, you're in like three or four movies already this year. You've had your time. Um, but anyway, um, Olivia Coleman won Best Supporting Actress. Regina King won for Bill Street Can Talk. And I'm seeing that tonight. Oh, it's, it's fucking amazing. Um, yeah, and she's we'll, great in it. We'll but, see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, hey, listen, I, I know how you feel about it. Uh, there's a couple, couple. There's a lot of blacks in it, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, the other people, and uh, this is also a pretty good um, category. But Emma Stone, Rachel Rice, right, Rice for mm-hmm. the favorite, which they were both so good. So I feel like they split, and then you end up with one of the other three winning. Nicole Kidman for Boy Erased, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Debicki, Debicki who was fucking great in widows she was so good she stole the show to me in widows Which, who was she, she was the tall the tall white girl that oh yeah she that, was look, so widows, fucking good widows was very good right like i i enjoyed that movie from start to finish they really put that shit out the wrong time man it was the wrong time of year for that it was like september or some shit they could have gone probably a summer vibe with that exactly exactly except but i think they figured they were good enough to maybe get oscar like some oscar buzz because they have the you know the best direct you have steve mcqueen you have who didn't win best director but you know had a best picture you have olivia um uh yeah yeah, uh viola davis viola davis thank you i'm I'm fucking going early on set (laughs) But and and even the twist. Have you yeah. done Widows? Yeah, I, yeah, I, we reviewed it. Yeah, go ahead. Like with Liam Neeson, I was like, yeah. oh shit! Uh, you know, okay. You so dirty now dog. I got I got two pet peeves with this movie. Now that you just brought it up, one they should have released it either in like December or they should have released it in like July, right? Like uh-huh. th- they put it in no man's land, and that's their fault. Two, um, I forgot about this till you just brought it up. But the fucking social media promotion and the um interviews they did where they were all like it's just good because we never get to see on screen a black a older black woman with her natural hair being in love with a white man and that's not even the point of the movie and it's not even da da he was a piece of shit what <laughs> that's, that's no way to sell a fucking movie that dude that's not love that dude's a piece of shit he's the worst type of person to be in love with oh my god i, I know they wanted to surprise us but and he treats his black queen right so well until he has another family and with a white woman death and puts her life at risk so he can but have a that, so he can have so he can have a pure white baby and abscond with him what the fuck oh man i really hate that they promoted it that way i, I oh my god but anyway but maybe maybe yeah. it was a perfect setup it was because, a setup for sure i did i did see it and go part of me said wait we never see him dead but i'm like they had a funeral and shit like why am i coming i wouldn't come in so suspicious right like i have no reason to be super suspicious every other john bernthal yeah he he died like he died so why wouldn't liam neeson died he gets all the flashback scenes anyway oh it's a great twist i get it but still i wish they found another just something else something else dog because that dude 
they made it sound like it's just good to see like love where people respect each other and like no the fuck this isn't that all right um (laughs) so but yeah uh so that went to regina king but uh i really liked elizabeth becky she killed that shit best original screenplay went to the favorite i have voted for bo burnham's eighth grade that shit was so good to me i cried yeah um yeah it was real good man uh, see Bo, Bo Burnham's eighth grade is a good dark horse in that category yeah but but if the favorite is having like a, a bigger night than expected if yeah. like that that might sweep it in I can see it man Alfonso Caron Roma didn't win um Boots Riley sorry to bother you didn't win which I didn't even hope for uh Paul Schrader's <laughs> first reform didn't win either uh adapted screenplay was uh Black Panther then Can You Forgive Me a star is born and then black Klansman. but what won was bill street uh which i'm fine with that oh that's probably right. for that one that probably is the best adapted one um and then special effects black panther beat infinity war bullshit but okay we'll take it uh black panther, <laughs> <laughs> black panther somehow beat infinity war first man mission impossible fallout and ready player one uh i'm pretty sure i went infinity war fallout black panther is infinity war like the the white girlfriend you have but then you say honey i'm running for office i need a, a black queen on my arm i feel like for a lot of black people it is <laughs> but from i'm openly like infinity black panther was great infinity war wrecked my life like i saw that shit so many times in the theater dog like i don't understand how you could be a true marvel nerd and stop at black panther this year is like well the best film obviously <laughs> I, I think black panther like after watching it again i i definitely enjoyed it yeah. like i i don't know how high i have it in my marvel but it's definitely like probably fifth or sixth if right. i'm being totally honest about the whole mm-hmm. all of them because mm-hmm. i know i liked infinity war was great um i really liked um i love winter soldier yeah that was a great one and because i think i liked the it, it, it was the closest to me like a dark knight yeah. Where I was like, this is just a spy movie with mm-hmm. Captain America. Yeah, yeah. I and I, I think I like that. And I loved Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Mm-hmm. That, that that took me by such surprise. I enjoyed that so much. So Black Panther is probably in like the four or five okay. slot if I'm if I'm ranking them all. And I, right. Infinity War was phenomenal. Right. Uh, I, I liked it so much better than than the other Avengers. I know everybody swept the first Avengers. Yeah. But Infinity War I felt like was the one that delivered on the hype yeah yeah you have to be like a mega fan to have like a personal attachment and go it it hit me like you know i remember just like no i was like as a movie just as a movie the the balls on them to put that ending in there was just where you just like everyone in the theater was sitting there with their mouths open dude that and that happened in multiple viewings like i went more than once and mm-hmm. I and like at some point you start like theater watching because it's like oh these motherfuckers don't even know and like right. w- when they're starting to fade to dust and it's like all the new motherfuckers too so it's like all the people you're hype about and they're like you know uh like Black Panther's like this is no place to die and then that nigga turns to dust and everybody's like oh, the fuck and so I <laughs> I'm like a big budget movie they never do that they never yeah. you just don't even like like star wars didn't kill luke you know what i mean like they, right like so uh but yeah i thought that was like a, a ballsy move but um you and know the star lord yeah. thor angle was was hilarious like was truly hilarious Dude, like the technical feat that they they put like eight franchises of movies into one fucking movie and seamlessly connected them 
in in like combined meanwhile dc is like putting two together like god damn we (laughs) fucked it up again like this is hard this is wait so when did he get to try it when did okay what like that these motherfuckers put like all these franchises together and then they just did like fan fiction where they're just like oh you know it'd be cool let's have the guardians of galaxies meet tony stark and then tony stark is like you fucking losers you know what i mean like just like and it's just five minutes of film but it's hilarious and they thought about it so much so um no no offense to my blacks but yeah i don't know how you put black panther over infinity war but i but i but for the culture i will take any win i can get so don't that you know and and the effects effects in black panther are very good very good they're they're excellent it's just it do it's uh it's uh uh it's like um steph curry's mvp season you know like of course lebron's mvp but nick steph curry he t- in every year except the year steph curry's shooting 50 percent from three then it's then you just have to sit back and go well it's his year right that's kind of right. how this felt where it's just like this is infinity war's year but it's not infinity war is not gonna win i mean infinity war is um infinity war is lebron that they're not gonna win because steph curry shot 50 percent for three and people had these expectations of black panther and it succeeded it it exceeded all of them and it was super black so i'm not against it but i thought infinity war was better all right um and also just quick shout out mission impossible fallout i would have understood of it one as well because special effects wise that shit was ridiculous well Uh, if they ever give like they always and they should have like a stunt a stunt oscar it's it's kind of crazy that they don't because they become more and more important to movies and and they be dying yeah it's dangerous shit yeah i think it would be hilarious if tom cruise since he does his own stunts (laughs) like he could get a stunt become like an oscar winner for stunts yo he really deserves because that motherfucker is crazy um He, he, he did the skydiving right like it was him and henry cavill's stunt double yes and he's crazy i think he actually is and i as i said i I said nobody's ever had a more productive midlife crisis than tom cruise (laughs) right because i think he's like i am not getting old i am not getting old i'll fucking jump off a mountain with no parachute film it dude he's gonna be one of the stunt people that dies if he keeps doing this shit like we're gonna one and i think that's how he wants like if right if you got into his subconscious right he's like on mission impossible (laughs) eight I want to jump out of an airplane at 20,000 feet with no parachute trying to catch a guy with a parachute. Right. I want to jump into a helicopter from a moving train. And we're like, oh, man, remember when Tom Cruise died like on some he Brandon Lee the, shit? The motorcycle shit. The right. Mount, the hel- he's, he has a helicopter pilot license so he can do that. He is nuts and i guarantee he doesn't even do that shit in like his free time you know what i mean like he's not like practicing motorcycle stunts on the weekends like he's just fucking is on the set like oh you know it'd be cool like what you're the million dollar man all right um and the last thing was best music and a star is born one which i think was obvious um and then of course uh (laughs) bill street first man black panther and annihilation were mentioned uh but come on if a star is born doesn't win best music 
everyone should be fired in hollywood um <laughs> so all right that's it man uh thank you so much jl man as always absolutely it's a pleasure thank you no doubt man and uh good luck with uh make america great again uh pop make it podcast great again um thank you and uh twitter and uh i'll be on uh on facebook uh singing the praises of batman and uh the dark knight until you get back all right buddy <laughs> hold it down for both of us all right guys <laughs> thank you so much for listening talk to you later peace